welcome to the Do It For The Process podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, artist, mother, and educator. Welcome to my studio and to my very first podcast. Finally, a podcast for creatives and for artists and those who are creatively curious. I founded the hashtag Do It For The Process years ago out of a very deep and very personal need for creative sustainability. I was feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, longing for something deeper in my creative work. Maybe you can relate. This mantra and revelation has since inspired my practice and my business and that of thousands of other creatives. In this podcast, I hope to hold a conversation with you. I hope to treat you like a friend. I will cheer you on. I will encourage you. I will drop some major wisdom all over your business and I hope to inspire you in your creative work. So with all that in mind, no pressure, Emily, come on into my studio, pull up a chair, and let's do some good work together. Welcome to the podcast, guys. I have with me in the studio a very exciting guest, One that doesn't say a lot, but one that makes his voice heard. Let me tell you. That's right. I have my sweet baby with me today for at least part of our conversation. I wanted to bring him into this conversation because, you know what? This is real life. This is how my life unfolds almost every single day. And if you are a mother, this is probably similar to your life too. So let's dive in. Today's podcast is about something that you guys are craving out of all of the letters I received. Nearly 40% of them were a plea for this discussion. So without further ado, I'm pleased to open the door on this conversation. And it's one that I hope that will continue online and offline for years and years to come. Motherhood and creativity. Can an artist be a mother? Can a mother create space in her life for artwork? Can a creative person carve out some precious headspace with small children around? I understand. Oh, he got a recorder. Oh, no. (laughs) Hold on. Real life moment. I need to stop this. Okay, I'm back. Switched out the recorder for a slightly quieter toy. Sorry about that. Okay, in this conversation, we are going to get into some mindset shifts, some practical tips, some general advice that I've gained after 10 years of being a working artist and a mother. So let's dive in. I do want to preface this by saying that I'm using the term mother, um, but I do, I think this can absolutely apply to fathers, to grandparents, to caretakers in general. So I'm going to use the, the title of mother because that's my experience and it's a title that I resonate with very deeply and I think many of us do as well. But you know, this conversation is broader than that. So use it as you wish. Okay. Let's get in this, into this week's letter. Our letter comes from aspiring artist and busy mama. She says, I cannot wait to listen to this podcast. I'm still in the very beginning phases of finding my artistic style and building a creative business. I am self-taught, and along with that comes a lot of self-doubt. 
I would love to hear your perspective on perseverance for the self-taught artist and how to discover and hone in on your style. Secondly, I'm a work from home mama with a two-year-old and a newborn on the way any day now. How do you find time to stay inspired and create all while you're deep in the middle of mom life, especially the newborn phase of constant feedings and zero energy? Signed, aspiring artist and busy mama. Thank you for this letter, mama. I I resonate with it very deeply as someone who has a baby myself, as you can hear. The first point that I want to make is that you're in a place of a great freedom. You are creating a business or a practice that is tailored to your needs and that of your family. That is a relief for many of us because corporate America does not work well with motherhood. Most jobs cannot also accommodate the needs of a family, the needs of a tiny baby who does not love schedule, who does not love to be predictable. This job, the one that we're creating, the one that envelops all the extra spaces and all the extra corners of your life is the perfect job for you right now because it can fit into those nooks and crannies of time. It can fit into the extra spaces and it can provide actual nourishment to you, both emotionally, spiritually, as well as financially, which is amazing, especially during this phase. You have so much freedom, even though I know that the earliest stages of motherhood feel like the opposite of freedom, but you do. You have space to evolve your creative practice. You have space to make it become what it needs to become. For example, when I was pregnant, I could only paint small paintings. That is fine. That is absolutely fine. My collectors understood. My collectors were gracious. They waited for the large paintings that they were wanting. And they were, they were glad for small paintings because that's what I could manage. Listen to your body, listen to your energy. Don't spend your energy on things that don't deserve your energy because energy is very precious, especially when a lot of it is going to tiny humans that desperately need your energy. And along with that, follow your passion because your passion will fuel you. Even when you're beginning to feel tired and worn out and low energy, Passion has this beautiful way of, of turning all of that negativity or that deficit into positive and into real fire that can take you far. So during this precious, very high, high energy draining season of life, really focus on doing the work that feels the most freeing and the work that you're most passionate about because that's the work that you will actually do and you'll do it well. Be gentle with yourself. You are going to be in a very fragile place. The first few months after giving birth are emotionally very, very fragile. They are physically draining. Your body is going to be weak and strong and evolving and going back into itself. And it's a really sensitive time for a lot of women. So do what feels the most in line with what you need and with what you can manage. And if that means you take off an entire year, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. If that means that you need to paint more because that's your, your nourishment and your therapy, then that is also absolutely fine. 
If creative work does feel right for you, set yourself up for success by planning ahead of time. So much of the creative process is mental, and most of it happens before you even enter your studio space. So emotionally prepare for your creative, you know, your creative time. Um, plan physically, get your 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 tools and your supplies in order, and then plan mentally to arrange everything in your life so that you have at least you know 10, 15, 30 minutes, an hour maybe to create. And if you need me to give you permission, I'm going to do that right now. You will create you can create, you can feel energy, you can come to your practice with creativity, with fresh ideas, with brilliance, even when you feel low on sleep, low on energy. And in fact, the energy of motherhood might become a catalyst for your creative work. I know that's what happened when when my first baby was born and I began my creative practice. I stayed home with her. She was a really great baby. Um, I graduated from art school a couple of years prior to that. And I found myself just craving some, some creative energy. You know, she slept a lot. She was, like I said, she was so easy. So I had a lot of margin. I had a lot of free space that I didn't expect to have with motherhood. I dove into it. That doesn't always happen by any means. So much of motherhood is is rolling with the punches, taking what comes, and you know, learning this new little human that you've created that you're not you're not really in charge of. You are a protector and a steward and a lover of this little human. But they might legitimately surprise you on a regular basis. I know all three of my children surprise me daily. Okay, so the first the first um, point that I really want to bring home is to plan for your creativity. If you want to be a creative in this early phase of motherhood, which you don't have to, I want to give you the freedom to say, you know what, I'll pick this up again in two years or in six months, whatever it may be. But if you do want to make this effort, and if especially if your income depends on it, or if your, you know, your family needs you to bring some income in then really do plan for success. Mentally say that you will succeed. Wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to paint a great painting today. I'm going to do some good design work today. I'm going to take some good photos today. Give yourself that permission to be excellent, even in your exhaustion, even in your, your, you know what, girl, I get it you have a mess around you. I guarantee it. You have diapers in random corners. You have laundry that is not folded. You have dishes that might be clean, might not. Who knows? He has something crackling. Let me take this away. Okay, I'm back. So visualize your success. Visualize what does a good day look like for you right now in this season of life? What do your mornings look like? What does your creative practice feel like? When will you create? What time of day? Are you okay with working at night after the babies are in bed? Are you okay with waking up early? What two things do you want to accomplish in a week? And please do give yourself space to accomplish your tasks. Before babies, you could plan your schedule down to the moment. You could plan every section of your day in five minute chunks and that was beautiful. And if that's the way your mind works, this is going to be a big transition for you. 
my experience with motherhood thus far has been, I give myself two big tasks a day. And I, my baby is now nearly a year and a half old. My daughters are, are much older. Um, they're not that much older. They're, they're eight and nearly 10. Um, and in this phase of life, that's what I can manage. I can manage two tasks a day. I give myself no parameters on time frame or, you know, deadlines. And if they don't happen that day, that's fine. They'll happen tomorrow. No big deal. So give yourself things that you'd like to accomplish in a week. And in the first earliest stages of motherhood, in the newborn, early months, you know, under, under six months old, under eight months old, two or three things a week is beautiful. And that is plenty. And then next thing is to get practical. Motherhood is next level tiring and your creativity will feel your tiredness. However, your creative self-worth is worth pushing through. It is worth the fight. It is worth the effort that it's going to take to pursue creativity, even in this stage. So keep your village close. If you have people that you can call on that can support you, that can watch your babe for an hour or two, that can take them for a weekend or take them for an evening, whatever it may be, keep your village close. I could not do what I do without my village. I have help every day for at least a couple of hours a day, except for Thursdays and Fridays. And even then, my husband is such a partner in our parenting that I don't even count those days as being village free because I have, I have him. And you can hire help when needed. If your natural village is not terribly robust, you don't have a lot of family or close friends nearby, you can absolutely hire in a village. <laughs> I do it frequently. Make compromises when you need to keep the peace. So wear the baby so that you can create. Um, put on a show after nap time so you can have 20 minutes of productivity. Include a special collection of toys in your studio space for your toddler. Let go of, of distractions. So turn off your distractions. Turn off your phone. Turn off your mental energy that is taking you away from your creative work. And really just focus on what you want to create in that moment. I do think that mothers are super good at multitasking, but the more you can limit the multitasking that your brain has to do, the better it'll be for your creativity, especially external tasks, things like, you know, podcasts or audiobooks or Instagram or, um, laundry, <laughs> the ever temptation of laundry and dishes. Am I right? Turn off all of that. Let go of all obligations that you think hold your time and just really focus on keeping these humans happy and your creative self alive for this moment and, you know, this little chunk of time. You have to really value your creativity as a form of self-care. So this is another big point I want to make. Creativity is for you. Do it because you need to keep this part of yourself alive. So create in the margins, carve out little areas of physical space in your home that will allow you to, you know, hop in and out of creative tasks, maybe a space in your kitchen or on your dining room table or in your bedroom, somewhere very nearby, very in the mix of daily life that you can just pop in, do a little writing, do a little painting, do a little, you know, piano playing or whatever your thing may be. Um, make sure that it's very accessible to you, especially in this phase of life where you are going to be in the mix quite a bit with 
home and kids and now also your creativity. Your creativity is a vibrant part of your energy and it is really do like know that it is part of who you are. If you are a creative person, silencing that portion of yourself is silencing your voice. It's silencing the way that you see the world, the way that you hear the world, the way that you process information. So don't quiet it for too long. I understand if you need a break. I understand if it doesn't quite fit the way that you want it to, especially if your work typically is large and bold and and takes a lot of time and needs a lot of quiet headspace. That might be tricky while you have a tiny baby and a tiny toddler, but don't quelch it entirely. Don't remove it from your life altogether if it's something that you feel that you need. I can tell you from experience that if left unfed or ignored or under-prioritized, creative energy comes out in other ways. And they're not always lovely. They're not always beautiful. My husband often says to me when I'm especially grumpy or especially moody, have you painted recently? And I'm almost always answering no to that question. So don't let it go unfed for too long. Value your creative energy as a form of self-care. And the other side of this equation, value your creativity as a gift to others. Creativity has a beautiful effect on those around you. Your children are going to have more meaningful and well-rounded viewpoints because of the beauty that you add to the world. Your community is going to be fed and nourished because of the beauty that you add to it. The world at large, because the world is not always a beautiful place, as we all know. And the more that we can turn the tide, the more that we can infuse it with a tiny drop of beauty, a tiny bit more elegance and grace and meaning and perspective that is genuinely yours, genuinely honest, whether that's pretty or not, that doesn't matter. Beauty is is more than prettiness. The more that you can infuse it with that, the better. So value that. Value your efforts. Know that your voice still matters. Your voice still counts, even though you're a mother, even though it might feel silent or quiet or diminished in some way. It absolutely is not. And showing up, coming into that, into that mantle of artist and mother is so powerful because it's a bit revolutionary. It's a bit unexpected. It's a bit, it's a bold, brave thing to do. Coming back closer to home, As your children grow and they watch you create, they watch you pour into them and into your creative work. They're going to develop a beautiful worldview, one that is not 100% about them, one that is not catered to their every whim, one that is a shelter of love and protection and, and beauty, but one that includes something bigger than their needs and their desires which are being met, which are being, you know, cared for and loved and and cherished, but one that, you know, one that is broad and big and will inspire them to do broad and big things in the future. You agree? Thank you. To our dear letter writer, I know I didn't answer the first half of your question, but I'm going to do that in a separate episode. I think that speaks really broadly to a lot of people's experience of being a self-taught artist. So I will get to that because I love that topic and I love that conversation. But in conclusion on this conversation, 
mamas, be gentle with yourself. You're doing big, beautiful work. I know it feels small. I know it feels like no one sees you and no one's watching, but please know that the work that you're doing is very important, both in your personal life and in your creative practice. So be gentle. Allow these new and precious children to find space in your life, but don't remove all their love in the process. Your heart is big enough for all of it. Set yourself up for success. Plan to create, plan to feel energy, plan to come to your practice with vibrance and passion and the fuel that you need to create. Keep your village close and allow the people nearest you to truly support you. Make compromise when needed to keep the peace. Value creativity as a form of self-care and as a gift to others and to the world. So with all that, I hope you have some food for thought as to what motherhood plus creativity can look like, especially in the very earliest months and years. We'll get into some practical tips about how to actually do this, how to actually have kids in your studio, how to you know, function on a daily basis. But so much of that is personal and my tips might not quite be what you need. These are at the root of every creative practice and every, especially every mother's creative pursuit. So lead into these truths that I just shared. Let them, oh boy, something crashed. Let them inspire you. Let them come to your aid when needed and to be permission when needed as well. I'm rooting for you, mama. You've got this. You've all got this. On a different note, I do hope that the background noises haven't been too overwhelming in this conversation and that you've been able to power through to catch the bits of wisdom that you need despite all of the baby noises and all of that. Yeah, just know that I'm in the grind with you. I am doing all of this shoulder to shoulder with you. You are not alone. We can do this, right? Thank you all for tuning in. And if you'd like to be notified about next week's episode, be sure you click subscribe in your podcast app. This podcast was brought to you by Making Art Work, my brand new upcoming three-month course and community for artists and creatives who are wanting to grow their practice into a thriving, sustainable business. You can find out more at emilyjeffords.com forward slash making artwork. Enrollment will open quite soon, so stay tuned for more information. I cannot wait to share what I have in store. As always, I would love to hear from you. If you would like to send a letter to the podcast, visit emilyjeffords.com forward slash podcast. And of course, you can find me on Instagram at emily underscore Jeffords. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your followers. I will be ever in your debt if you do. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today. I would like to leave you with a benediction, but an artist benediction, because after all, this show is for artists. So may you be well, may you create good work, and may you always do it for the process. Until next week, cheers. <laughs>